Was it just sell the news or did a $5 billion Bitcoin whale spark the post ETF price crash? Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. You are listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Baggs. Steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. There are some fascinating stories to cover today, so here is a quick rundown of what we're going to discuss. First up is the $5 billion Bitcoin whale who may have sparked the price crash. The former OpenSea product manager is appealing his conviction, claiming that the NFT information wasn't property. I take a look at what the banana tool is and how someone just used it to snipe and bribe their way to $7 million of profit in three hours. And after day five of trading, some data from the spot Bitcoin ETFs will have you feeling bullish. Upon the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs, we saw Bitcoin's price pump up to $49,000 before plummeting down around $9,000 where it has remained more or less ever since. Although it was quite the drop and it happened suddenly, there wasn't much call for an investigation. People were just selling the news. Buy the rumor, sell the news might be an old adage, but it sure is a way of life for many and that must have been what happened, right? Well, perhaps that wasn't the whole story or even the majority of the whole story. James Van Stratton, a research and data analyst at the crypto insights firm CryptoSlate, posited a new theory with some convincing evidence that Bitcoin's 15% nosedive from its $49,000 highs was as a result of one Bitcoin whale. And I mean whale. In 2021, when the sun was out and we were in the middle of a bull run, a mystery person or organization bought Bitcoin at $48,000 per coin. Well, when I say bought Bitcoin, I should be clear they bought 100,000 Bitcoin. That's right, they spent $4.8 billion on Bitcoin in a bull run and they saw it climb for a while and then they watched it collapse. As Van Stratton suggests, they would have held 75% unrealized losses and they likely didn't want to sell upon the collapse as the hit would have been staggering. But with the cries of Bitcoin is dead that you get every single bear market, this person must have been sweating profusely for months straight. So on the 12th of January this year, they took sweet relief. On that day, we saw the largest one-day drawdown of Bitcoin since FTX went belly up, and Van Stratton traced it back to this whale. When Bitcoin's price hit $49,000, the whale offloaded and sent the market into a tailspin under the banner of Sell the News. After two and a half years of sitting on 100,000 Bitcoin, the whale started the big sell-off at just $1,000 higher than they bought in at. But to quote William Suberg, even with just $1,000 between the entry and exit, the size of this whale's BTC stack would have netted them a cool $100 million in profit, still a worthy prize despite enduring Bitcoin's longest ever bear market. The question is, who or what was behind this 100,000 Bitcoin? It feels like a different lifetime ago now, but in quarter one of 2023, an interesting legal case unfolded involving Nathaniel Chastain, the former product manager of the NFT marketplace OpenSea. In Chastain's role as product manager, he got to know which NFT collections were going to be featured on the OpenSea website before they were featured. And let me tell you, during the NFT boom, that was not an insignificant amount of power to have. By featuring the collections, interest in them would rise, and typically so would the price. So Chastain would purchase the NFT NFTs before they were featured, he bought 45 NFTs in total and then sell them after they were featured for a tidy profit. This was seen as a form of insider trading and as a result, 
Chastain was put on trial in 2023 in a US district court in New York, where he was found guilty and convicted of wire fraud and money laundering. Chastain was sentenced to three months in prison. He got a $50,000 fine and the forfeiture of all ill-gotten ether. Upon the conviction, Chastain's legal team made it clear they would appeal and appeal they have. This week, they filed for acquittal because, as they say, the US government failed to prove that information related to NFTs on OpenSea qualified as property. Chastain's lawyers argue that the the information about which NFTs would be featured had no commercial value to OpenSea and was not considered protected property. The filing reads, Not all confidential information is property. Confidential information must have commercial value to its owner. The company's business model was to earn revenue from commissions on NFT transactions conducted on its website, not to monetize Chastain's ideas about which NFTs to feature. OpenSea made money from Chastain's trading because it earned commissions when he used its platform to buy and sell the featured NFTs. So the appeal wants to get into the minutiae of property. I can't pretend to understand the legal intricacies of that, but from a layman's perspective, it did seem patently immoral to buy NFTs before they were featured and then sell them after. I have absolutely no legal background, but that did sound like insider trading. So what do you make of this? Tweet us on at Cointelegraph and at RKBags. Crypto is a place where fortunes can be made and lost in the strangest of ways. In yesterday's episode, I went through the bizarreness of a meme coin trader making $1 million from buying a token that aligned with Elon Musk's newly changed X profile. Well, the good folk at Look On Chain has uncovered another story yesterday, and this one has some controversy weaved in. A trader made $6.77 million in profit in just three hours by buying and selling the newly launched Satoshi VM token, SAVM. To do this, he used a tool called Banana Gun, which is interesting in itself, and we haven't discussed it on the podcast, so let's get some background on that first. Launched in July 2023, Banana Gun is a trading bot that allows users to snipe pre-sale tokens and trade crypto quickly. Traders can choose between two settings, manual trade and automatic sniper. Manual trades incur a 0.5% fee, whereas the automatic sniper trades feature charges a 0.75% fee. Banana Gun is incredibly popular in the Telegram bot trading seen and in September last year many were eagerly awaiting the native token for the software called Banana. Banana Gun's own token launch was a bit of a disaster. It started well after being released at under $1 and then shooting up to $8.70 but then it thundered back down to just two cents in under three hours. This was for a rather embarrassing reason. Despite Banana Gun having two audits performed on the smart contract upon release a pseudonymous coder called Mr. Chock put the contract in ChatGPT and it found a fatal flaw within seconds. Banana Gun could not hotfix the issue and the team had to sell the treasury and launch a V2 of the token, probably costing the team a pretty penny. It was all very messy, but people were made whole. Anyway, Banana Gun is redeeming itself in the eyes of some with yesterday's story. The unknown trader managed to snipe over 2.5 million Satoshi VM tokens using the sniping tool, paying 277.66 Ethereum, which was around $681,000. The trader then sold 2. 1.16 million of his SAVM bag for a cool $4.38 million, meaning they still held 450,000 SAVM, which is worth around $3 million. Last night, when Look On Chain sent this tweet out, they estimated the trader's total profit to be $6.77 million. Now that's interesting enough as it is, but what makes this such an incredible story is only obvious if you run the numbers. $681,000 for 2.61 million SAVM at the launch price doesn't quite 
why it had up because the trader paid a bribe fee. That sounds illegal, but it isn't. A bribe fee on Banana Gun is like offering a higher gas fee so that your transaction gets confirmed sooner. In the case of sniping, this trader wanted to, or perhaps needed to, be first through the door with the SAVM tokens to get the profit. They presumably knew the price was going to rocket and they needed to get in while the price was low. So the trader paid 141.66 ETH in bribe fees. This trader was so confident in getting enormous profits that they paid $350,000 just to bribe themselves into first place. But with $6.77 million of profit, he who dares wins, I guess. As it's Friday, I want to update you on some spot Bitcoin ETF stories that are going to have you feeling pretty damn bullish this weekend. Yesterday, CC15 Capital posted the latest figures for the spot Bitcoin ETFs. Before I go on, remember that there is a delay with data on purchases of Bitcoin as reported by the ETF managers. Nevertheless, CC15 found that even with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust seeing 10,824 Bitcoin in outflows, on a net basis, the ETFs bought 10,667 Bitcoin. Bitcoin on day five of trading. I really like the next tweet by CC15 as it puts in perspective the demand we're seeing. They wrote, 30,496 Bitcoin was bought since the ETF launch. Excluding GBTC, in brackets, selling driven by high fees versus others, the nine ETFs bought 68,442 Bitcoin, a staggeringly large number. Only 900 Bitcoin is mined daily and that's dropping to 450 a day in April. I do have to keep reminding myself of the demand shock in to supply shock that we're going to see with April's halving event. And this isn't the only positive either. Let's just again remove GBTC from the equation here as they mess up every stat with their hordes and hordes of Bitcoin, high fees and so on. When we do, we're left with the other nine ETFs, what the Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balkanas calls the newborn nine. And they're performing both very well and in a way that isn't typical for ETFs. Balkanas wrote on X, this is interesting. The newborn nine actually saw a 34% jump in volume today versus yesterday. Normally, with a hyped up launch, you see volume steadily decrease each day post launch. It's rare to see it reverse back up. Attached to this tweet, which I've linked in the description, is a graphic which shows the jump in volume between day four and five. BlackRock increased by 24.9% despite being first on total volume out of the nine with $424.5 million worth. Then Kathy Wood's ARK21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF, while third on overall volume, jumped 115.9% from the fourth to the fifth day. Balkanas also noted that BlackRock and Fidelity's Bitcoin ETFs sit fourth and fifth on the table for weekly capital inflows across all US ETFs. Balkanas wrote, another way to put the Bitcoin ETF flows into ETF context is how they stack up to all ETFs in past one week flows. Even after four days, two of them are in the top five and three are in the top 10. So although right now, Bitcoin's price isn't going the direction everyone hoped, there are a lot of reasons to be positive as Bitcoin is being hoovered up at record speeds. It's always good to end on a high, particularly on a Friday, but that is your last daily debrief of the week. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing, leaving a review, or just sending us a tweet. As long as I can tell you're not part of the bot army on X, I'll always reply. Okay, have a great weekend, and let's do this again Monday. Monday.